You're listening to Nerdspresso, your casual coffee conversation nerd life podcast. Is that the description we're going with now? Sure. Sums it, sums it right up. But I hope you guys are having a fantastic week so far. It is Wednesday. We are halfway through the week. So I hope you guys have had an amazing week and I wish you all the best moving forward through the rest of the week. Um, So we are sitting down with Alan Davis today and he runs the amazing Volinar's Workshop. He is a woodworking aficionado. He does everything by hand. He's a wizard. And so this episode is really awesome. It's really fun. But Alan is very open about the places he was in in his life when he started Volinar's and some stuff he's he's gone through and dealt with and so I I really love how open and honest and he was with us because it it's what makes us real and it's what and creative people are are people too it's not just all happy fun creative times so um I just want to thank everyone for all the support so far Make sure that you like, follow, subscribe, share, all of this stuff um, if you haven't already. Because when you support us by taking those few seconds to push that button, then that helps us bring you a better podcast each week. So sit back, relax, drink your drink of choice. I'm going to go get some more coffee because I'm still feeling a case of the morning groggies. But... Drive safe if you listen to this podcast while you drive, and let's get this episode started. This episode is sponsored by Smuggler's Coffee. We've had some really delicious coffees from Smuggler's. Smuggler's makes their coffee unique by adding barrel aging techniques to their roasts. They find barrels from some of the best breweries in their area, and barrel aging adds the flavors that were trapped in those barrels to the beans without any trace of the alcohol. It's a unique bean that makes an amazing cup of coffee in the morning or that perfect after-dinner dessert coffee. They have fun and crazy artwork gracing their packaging with themes from D&D, Star Wars, music, and more. Whether you like sugar and cream in your coffee, you like a little Irish jig in your mug, or you like to drink your coffee as black as your soul, they've got the perfect cup of coffee for you. Head over to store smugglerscoffee.com to find your perfect brew of coffee today. All right, we're going to sit down and we're not going to spill the coffee yeah. like we just did. Okay, so hello. Hello <laughs> How again. How are you? Good. <laughs> okay, so I am here with Ellen. Indeed. Who is better known as Volinar from Volinar's Workshop. Indeed. Uh, woodworking aficionado and wizard. <laughs> is your official title. Okay. If it's not your official title, it is now. Yes. Wood wizard. <laughs> the woodworking wizard. So Say that five times five. No. <laughs> so so how 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 are you? I am doing alright. Good. Yeah. So Busy, which is, is good. Yes, that's good. Yes, yes. This is yes. the first time we're getting to actually meet in person. Indeed. So we've talked a lot on Twitter and uh, 
the D4 chat yeah. uh, on Sundays and stuff. So I feel like I know you, but today's the first day that I'm actually getting to meet you. I know. It's, a, it's such a letdown, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> I was about to say, I, th- I thought you were saying that about me. And I was about to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, it's so great to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. So, and I knew you had a beard. Like, yeah. That well, was obviously... Yeah going to be a thing. See, and the, the so. thing is, like, I, I get the whole, you know, everyone thinks I'm just, you know, trying to do, like, the whole trendy, bald, bearded thing. No, this is all lazy. This yeah. is just, like, a complete... So, but it's a nice, like, Viking look. <laughs> I feel like, like, your beard is long enough, you could throw some braids in it. Well, my ancestors just... are, uh, or are from the Norse land, so, you know, yeah. Is that... It's probably a little bit of... I uh, didn't, I didn't look it up or anything, but... Does Volinar kind of stem from that at all? No, actually, um, I. Th- wow, that story is really unimpressive. I just kind of okay, sat around but, and okay. yeah, <laughs> I just kind of sat around and thought, tried to figure out a good name for an elf rogue. Oh. Yeah, like interesting. Yeah, yes, I named my company after my D and D character because I am not very original. <laughs> but you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. No. So, and no one would have guessed that until you told them. Yeah, and now and now it's so, out there. My, and now secret, it's, my secret is and now know, it's a thing. no longer safe. So, oh my god. Okay, so this is the first, like, sip I'm taking of this. We're going to just jump right into this aspect of it. We're drinking some delicious coffee. Delicious Oh coffee. my gosh. So, when I reached out to you, you said you liked a darker roast. Yeah. And I told you I had the perfect coffee for you. And so, we're drinking... Beware the Crimson Roast is what it's called from okay. Smuggler's Coffee. Ooh. And I Those guys yet, are awesome. They're so awesome. And I have yet to find something from them I don't like. Really? Yes. All of their stuff. Um, and this was the only one that I hadn't tried yet out of the stash that I had. Because I was like saving it for a specific person. Because I'm not like a darker roast kind no. of person. And so I... I was just, we had drank uh, Tomb of Caffeination, mm. which is so good. Yeah. That's definitely more of a dessert coffee because it's got a lot of different flavors and stuff mm. in it, and it's really good. Um, and then I've used uh, 0.1 to Charisma okay, on yeah, one of my episodes, and that's a good lighter roast. Mm. But this, I was just kind of, I was a little intimidated by it because I thought it was going to be really dark and I wasn't going to like it. But, oh my gosh, this is a good cup of coffee. Yes. So how do you like it? Oh, it's it's, it's very good. Yeah. So, um, like, I've been I've been wanting to buy some of their coffee for a while, and like Tomb of Caffeination was on uh, kind of on my list. Yes. Either that or Tomb of Caffeination or Caffeine. Really yes. Yeah. So. Um, and now I'm definitely going to have to buy more it. of this. Yes. Well, like I said, um, if you like this, then you get to take it home with you. Because that was the whole the whole thing was why would I. Like tease well, that's the only reason I came good... here. I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. I bribe you with good coffee. Yeah. And what I that would be you, enough. You to had me a coffee. Me. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so how? Let's just kind of jump right in. Okay. Um, how did how did Volinar's even become a thing? Okay. I'm so interested. See now, now I wanted to go for the downbeat because it's kind of, it's kind of you know, a long diatribe that kind of That's veers fine. off into sad stuff. Um, but about two years ago, um, 
I was kind of funk, mm-hmm. you know, regular nine to five. As all creatives. Be, yeah, been yes. there, been there for like almost a decade, miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mom passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, she had been sick for a long time, so yeah, it was just kind of one of those things. And uh, I'm originally from Nebraska. Okay. Yeah, yeah, small little town in the middle of nowhere. Like you, you miss like it, Georgia. Oh, uh, I, I love it. <laughs> You either, you either, you're like, meh, I love the cold, or you're like, oh no, or you're like, screw the cold, I love the south. Yeah, no, I do not miss snow. Yeah. Yeah, snow is horrible. I love snow. It's but great, I'm, but it's I'm from Texas, so. Where about in Texas? Dallas. Okay, my mom's side is from, like, uh, Aubrey, Pilot Point area. Okay. Um, kind of close I to have, Denton. Yeah. yeah. Um, my brother lives in Denton. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I know exactly what that yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, no, I've been here for, like, almost 11 years. Okay. Um, but anyways, back to, you know, yes. original story. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sidetrack. <laughs> um, so, my mom passed away, and it was two days before my birthday. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and so, series of that happening, my birthday... The next day, flying out back to Nebraska. Uh, the day after that was the funeral, mm-hmm. and then on the Fourth of July, I was driving back to Omaha, and I got sideswiped by a Penske truck oh. on Interstate 80, where with no one on the road. Wow! Um, flipped onto the driver's side, skidded for about oh a quarter mile, walked away without a scratch. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's um, a horrible thing to go through, but I'm glad you walked away. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I basically just sat in the middle of the road just laughing because, you know, (laughs) shock. Yeah, exactly. Like, how else do you kind of react to something like that? Um, Missed my flight by 30 minutes. Oh. Yeah. But the thing is, like, the tow truck guy drove me, like, two hours to Omaha for free. Super awesome. Super awesome guy. Yeah. Like, kind of talked me down, you know, like, distracted yeah. me from the fact that I just got this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, my, my wife and my son had stayed because, you know, that's not really yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, got home the next day, and there was a jury do- duty notice on my door no. when we got back from the airport. What? All I could do was laugh. Wow. All, I mean, like, just, yeah, like, pretty much. I feel like you, did you, were you able to get out of jury duty? No, um, <laughs> I didn't actually have to do anything. I just sat around for, like, two days. Okay. Which, I brought a book. Yeah. It, it was bad. probably a nice, like, even though you had to go, it was probably well, a nice, like, step away from all the chaos, in a y- way. Yeah, and, like, I... I kind of just been, you know, one-two punched with you know, this whole life and death thing. So yeah. I was in that phase of, it doesn't matter what's going on, I'm yep. still here. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I suppose if you're ever going to do jury duty, that's <laughs> the time to do it. Because Live nothing, literally nothing, yeah, literally nothing bothers you. <laughs> like, oh, I probably man. could have lost a hand. But like, okay, we're good, I'm still here. Jury duty. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was the least of my worries at that point. Oh man. So you know that happened, and you know once I once the euphoria started, you know wearing down, um, it 
kind of gotten into this big rut of, you know, like, I'm wasting my life here. I'm, yeah. What I'm doing is not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not what I want to do. I'm miserable. And through a weird series of, like, happenstances, um, basically, it got to the point where, like, I was going to have to stay home with my son after school because after school care sucks and Mm -hmm. I would basically, and it's expensive. Yeah. So it was just like, well, why, you know, I'd be literally working for daycare. Yeah. That's it. And, uh, if I I, want to quit my job anyway, this seems like a great choice to make to be able to spend time with my kid. Yeah. And on top of that, my wife's best friend, um, had just moved back into town okay. with her son, and, you know, they were staying there at her parents' house, which, okay. like, when you're an adult, yep. sucks. Yep. Um, and we're just like, well, you kind of need a place to stay. Mm-hmm. You know, we could use the supplemental income. Me being here is not really viable, so, you know, yeah. and I, at, at that point, I had already discovered woodworking. Oh, okay. Um. You know, just in general. Okay. Like totally, like yeah, put the. <laughs> I was about to say cart before when, the horse. When did the when did the interest in woodworking start? Um, growing up, like you know, my dad's you know very midwestern, mm-hmm. jack of all trades. Yeah. You know, he built houses. He's done. Okay. You know, he drilled water irrigation for like twenty years. Total handyman. Yeah, yeah. He's from that. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. He's from that school. Yeah. So you know, I you know knew the basics, mm-hmm. and we had bought a house, um, and we wanted to redo our bathroom. Mm-hmm. So my wife buys me this miter saw, just a little Home Depot Ryobi, mm-hmm. um, or Ryoba. Um, you say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I just did, like, some molding and stuff like that. I was like, I really like this. this like is this, fun. Yeah, like, I really enjoy doing something with my hands. Yeah. And um, I was just like, you know, I want to I do this. You know, like, instantly I knew that whatever my future had involved, this is what I want to be doing. That's cool. Which, you know, yeah, a bathroom. Like, who, who'd have thought, right? It, but, only takes, it only takes that one thing. Yeah, right? And, <laughs> like, I was like, you know, all these grandiose plans, you know, we're going to have all these power tools and all of this stuff, and I have very limited space in my garage. <laughs> um, and, you know, at the t- especially at the time, very limited resources. Yeah. So I started looking into hand tools. Oh, you know, okay. Uh, a lot of it is, you know, it's a... Less mess, less upkeep, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you can do a lot more with, you know, space. And I was like, oh, well, this is just going to be a hobby, so, you know, yeah. no big deal. And the easiest way to get into that is, you know, like, old tools yeah. and just restoring them, which is also a really great way of learning how, you know, these tools work. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, and then after that, it was just kind of hooked. Like I've got ADHD. So when, <laughs> when there's something yeah. that I like, you, I have to know everything. all the things. Yeah. Um, that's, I feel like that's a very common trait in a lot of creatives, especially those with ADD or ADHD. Yeah. Uh, once you find something you like, you dive headfirst 
Yeah. Straight into it, mm. and you learn all of the things that you possibly can, and it becomes obsessive. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. and then you know, like you, you you start learning about hand tools, and the next thing you know, you start, you quit your job and decide you're going to build D and D accessories. For, you know. Yeah. For a living. That, that's a natural. Progression. Like you do. Like you do. Yeah. Totally. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, but it's it's so cool that it that's kind of become your trademark is. You do most of it or all of it? Pretty much everything. Um, by hand? Yeah, about the only thing that I don't do by hand is carving. Okay. Uh, I use a Dremel mostly because I don't have a decent uh, uh, carving chisel set. Okay. Which those generally run a lot of money yeah. for a really good set. Yeah. And I've also got carpal tunnel. Oh, And yeah. that's kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. So, but, like, for your dice trays and stuff and all of those, like, the squares. All by hand. That's insane. Hand saws, um, oh chisels, uh, all my joinery is, you know, dovetails cut by hand. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah. That's, oh, that's so crazy to think about. Like, like that just uh, gives me so much more respect for you and what you do. <laughs> I am a masochistic Luddite, yeah. Because everything I've seen of yours, it's so proportioned and just... Everything I've seen is just a gorgeous piece of art Thank in general. Um, going into that, we'll segue into the DM screen that you made for D4. Yes. Holy shit is the only <laughs> way I can describe this DM screen. Because the D the D4 tentacle logo, Yeah. did, did you Dremel that? Yes. Okay. Um, but it's it was a mixture all... of Dremels, saws, and chisels. But, like, as far as, but, like, the high detail. But it's something that when you look at it, anyone would just assume that it's laser cut or anything. Because it's so pristine and precise and all of that. But when Dustin and Devin were having it built, they, when they got it back, they were, like, Volinar hand, like, what is the word I'm looking for? Hand, hand cart. Why was that such Which, a hard word? Technically, Bolinar, depending. Yeah. <laughs> Bolinar hand carved this logo. And just instant mind explosion. <laughs> because it's so gorgeous. Thank you. So you should be really proud of that. Piece. I Honestly, I am. Especially since it's the first Dungeon Master screen I've ever built. <laughs> and now you have the confidence to go forth and do... Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, uh, my bench is 8 foot long, 30 inches wide, mm -hmm. and it's all made by hand. Like, everything was ripped to pieces and wow. put that together in the span of a couple of months in my garage wow. with hand tools. Once you do that, pretty much anything else is just a matter of process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, talk a little more um, about the... the D4 DM screen because not a lot of people know like you put so much thought into like the woods you chose yes. and just there's a lot of aspects of it. Well, um, I knew that um, you know obviously D4 uh, purple you got to use and everyone loves purple heart. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and it, it's a gorgeous wood. It, it is, is a nightmare to work with. Oh, really? Yes. Um, it is very brittle. Oh, no. And it, it, the grain in it uh, kind of goes pretty much everywhere. So oh, when you're wow. hand planing something, yeah. it, you, know, you, have to be, you have to use certain techniques and stuff like that. And especially when you're cutting dovetails, they will blow out on you in a second. 
Okay. Um, also, the fact when you when you cut into Purple Heart, it turns brown. Really? Yep. So, um, so on the DM screen, is that a darker shade than what it was before you started carving on it? No. Um, okay. Once you leave, basically you have to leave it set uh, for a couple of days or weeks. Depends on, you know, the wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will regain its color. Got it. Okay. Uh, maybe even set it in the sun for a couple of days. Oh, okay. Which, oddly enough, if you leave it out in the sun longer, it'll turn back to brown. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's like... Don't it's ask It's like a me. banana. Like, yeah. not ripe, not ripe, not ripe. Hey, I'm ripe. Too bad! Too late! Haha! Banana much. bread for you! Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same principle. Um, <laughs> but as far as, like, the logo, um, you know, I knew that, you know, obviously you have the white of the eyes. Yes. And, you know, you needed a good... Or for a good contrast, I ended up using maple. Okay. Um... Actually, ambrosia maple. Okay. Uh, What's the difference between ambrosia maple and regular maple? Well, uh, I will tell you. Okay. Um, We're going to learn all the things yeah. about woodworking and different trees and wood and stuff like that today. Hey, welcome to this old house. <laughs> um, ambrosia maple is actually just regular maple that okay. has been infested with ambrosia beetles. So, oh, okay. like, if you look at the screen, those little slot marks oh, and the spalting yes. okay. and the little holes on them, mm-hmm. that's what causes that. Got it. Okay. So, technically, any maple can be ambrosia maple as mm-hmm. long as they get infected. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Um, but, um, so we use that, and I also use that for the eye, mm-hmm. and then for the lettering is Red Heart. Okay. Which, I love working with Red Heart. Yeah. As, it, you know, complete... 180 from Purple Heart because okay. it works. It's so easy to work with and it's gorgeous. Yes. Oh man. I love like my favorite color is red. So like as you're also wearing a red shirt today. Oh yeah, totally by coincidence. <laughs> yeah, like I, I my okay, so my my closet, I used to design t-shirts. Oh like okay. stuff like this. And so my my closet is literally filled with just all these free t-shirts that you know the one a day sites just sent me. So nice. And, you know, I, I don't have an eye for fashion, so that's all that's in my closet. But that's nice Nothing. about, you know, when you work for yourself, exactly. I don't have to go anywhere. and you're working in a shop all day. Yeah, yeah, and they were free, so I can just, exactly. you know, get them all ruined. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I had, honestly, I had actually planned out, for the most part, what I wanted to do with the screen long before uh, Dustin and Demeter hit me up. Really? Yes. Um, what? I what may. Was, what was your reaction when they actually called you? Um, I don't know. Can I swear on your podcast? Absolutely, go. For Holy it. fucking shit balls! <laughs> um, yeah. We'll definitely that... make sure the little e for explicit is by this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll, <laughs> it'll sound like one of those Walmart versions of rap CDs back in the day. <laughs> Where it's just just bleeped out. Yeah. Bleeped out. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty much... Was it, like, a surreal, like, oh my god, I'm actually getting to do this? Yes. Because it was, was it pure coincidence that they were basically like, hey, we want you to make a DM screen, and you were like, funny enough, well, I already have one kind of plan. Um, you know, I think, honestly, a lot of, uh, the part, like, what really got me started off was, uh, Galvin Katie. Mm-hmm. Like, she is my ambassador of wood. <laughs> Nice. Um, she, I had made a dice tray and just, you know, posted in the Discord, mm-hmm. you know, hey guys, I made this thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, she was like, well, how much do you want for it? I'm like, 
Really? Uh? I was telling you about what? And from henceforth, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, she has shown the guys and they were just like, ooh, I that's assume. really cool. I have yet to see this dry, this dice tray. It's the one she uses it uh, on uh, oh. the stream every day. The um, ro- or the one that's carved in, uh, it's rosewood. I've probably seen it in passing on okay. the table on Sundays, yeah. but I can't say that I've actually paid attention. Yeah, just head scoop. It, when- is, it is a weighted tray. So, you know, like, for, for dice rolls. When when Goblin is anywhere D&D related, the focus is always on the dice. <laughs> because she yeah. has copious amounts of dice. Oh, my God. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. So, but now I know that next Sunday I need to go and look for this dice tray. Indeed. So. Rosewood. It, Rosewood is awesome. And now, that one was actually hand-carved. Like with chisels, oh, and wow. I will never do that ever again. My hands hurt you so to, bad. You always have to do it at least once. That was actually before I had Dremel too. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, my hands hurt so. You bad were like, I'm that. so proud of this, but never again. Yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so I made that, and that kind of got in a little bit of buzz, and I think also um, uh, ATL D and D had okay. hit me up uh, to do a tray for their. Uh, uh, Devil's Night Bar Crawl okay. after Halloween to do two trays for their costume contest. Prizes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. As, like, giveaway type yeah. things? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a costume contest after mm. the bar crawl. Uh, okay. I made a Sapili one, and then they wanted me to do a hand-carved... Um, they were basically just like, oh, do something fancy. So I was like, okay, I want to do Purple Heart. Yeah. Because everyone loves Purple Heart. Yeah. And I carved every inch of it with, you know, kind of a very Devil's Night themed, uh, which turned out really cool. Yeah. Um, and it was after that that the guys hit me up. Um, I'm assuming because they'd seen it, it was like, oh, well, he can do yeah. stuff. He's probably because I'm local. Well, and, and we had seen you in the chat. Yeah. For yeah. D4. And, and I may have, like, kind of, you know, so subtly, not so subtly, <laughs> you know, Oh, hey. Kind of, hey, by the way, guys. Yeah. I, I do things. I do things. If you ever yeah. need it, like we all do as as a fan that know how to do specific things. If you ever need this. Yeah, yeah. Hit me up. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then uh, Devin hit me up and was just like, hey, what do you think about this? And I'll... Honestly, I just said, you know, I knew what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. so I ended up doing a mock-up in, like, Photoshop. I was like, here's this crude little drawing yeah. of what I want to do. Um, you know, what works for you guys? Yep. Uh, especially since there was, you know, a lot of uncharted territory because it's two DMs. Right. The thing I am willing to bet that is probably the largest Dungeon Master screen, if not it's, in streaming, period. It's, it's massive. It's a beast. It's, it's it's heavy. Um, yeah, I actually uh, carried it this morning. It's about... Uh, I weighed it on, like, a, a people scale. Yeah. So, it's probably anywhere between, like, 9 to 12 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's solid. Yes, it is. Um, and... But it's just... It's a gorgeous piece of art. Um, but, yeah, no. they. I remember them measuring out like their mock-up they're like we gotta tell volinar how big we want this <laughs> screen and most dm screens you see are a little shorter mm-hmm. 
and some more like slender across. Right. Um, whereas this one, this one is square. It How? is four feet, like all four panels together, it is approximately four feet uh, wide and roughly around ten and a half inches tall. Okay, so is each, because each panel is square, so are each panel like ten by it's, ten? It's square-ish. Square-ish. Yeah, square-ish. They're, uh, they're about roughly 10 inches wide each okay and then or sorry 12 inches wide okay and then 10 and a half inches tall okay. so it's a little wider than it is tall so they're 10 by 12 yeah yeah got it okay yeah but it, that's that's a big dance screen yeah. especially like again if you compare it to like the fold-out ones that you get from yeah like the cardboard fold-out ones you mm -hmm. get, or you know, even some of the ones you see on Etsy or whatever, they're yeah. they're more shorter right. height-wise, but long. Um, and typically only three panels. Right. A lot of damn screens. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen there's there's some people out there that sell uh, four-panel screens. Um, yeah, it, it just depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously with. Uh, with two DMs, you need that much more space. Yes. Because you, know? you have all of the things that you have to hide. Exactly. <laughs> Which are doubled because you have two people running the game. Yes. So. Which is crazy. They do such a good job of they're, it. Oh, they're so good. They're seriously a hive mind. Yeah. <laughs> and they've, they've been friends long enough, and they've been creatives long enough together that they literally, their minds yeah. are practically melded yeah, together. Yeah, just that. A, a it's amazing shorthand. Yes, um, like they'll they they share one mind. It's <laughs> it's scary and crazy, <laughs> and but it makes for such good storytelling. Oh god, they're yes. so good together. Like yeah, they're one of the few streams. Like yeah, I'm very particular on like the the streams that I watch. Mm -hmm. One because you know, right? Yeah, time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, D four is definitely one of the streams that I get into. Yeah, like, I definitely like ones with more of a, like, the bigger role-play aspect, mm -hmm. um, because I just, I, I enjoy the, the storytelling. I, right. you know, I'm an actor and stuff, and so, you know, I tend, and this is also possibly because I have defaulted most of my D&D &D games, uh, I've played her with Dustin and Devin, uh -huh. because I didn't start playing until I started dating Dustin. Okay. Um... And so, I'm spoiled. I've come to realize that. Right. I've played with some other people um, who have been great DMs. Huh. Um, it, but Dustin and Devin are on a level that right. not a lot of people are on. Yeah. And when that is most of my gaming experience, mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, yeah. this isn't normal. Right. Um. And I, I've also played a couple of games where it's just, oh, you go do this, and then you go, and oh, we run into right. the thing, and roll initiative, let's fight, and just whack things. Yeah. And that's yeah. not as satisfying for me. Yeah. I enjoyed the immersion. The kill, and, uh, the kill and loot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Um, I haven't played under a lot of DMs, but, like, my home game uh, is a lot of my old art buddies. Yeah. And... He will say that he is not very good. Hi, Josh. Um, <laughs> but he is amazing. Like, good. he does all of his own artwork, like our world map. Yeah. It, it's all, you know, homebrewed uh, world and everything. He did the, you know, the world map. And it's gorgeous. Oh, man. 
Um, but, uh, like, I got, I, I fell into a really good group of guys. Because um, uh, I'm kind of the hybrid. I like, I like a good bit of role play, but I also like... You know, I like, yeah, you you like, you like having that, uh, that balance. Yeah. Like if I, if, if one of the others missing from a session, I feel like I, you know, I missed out on something. I I don't mind having like all role play, like shopping sessions or stuff. Oh, I hate shopping sessions. Every once in a while. Oh, I hate, I hate to go shopping. I hate it so, I I am definitely a Travis Willingham. (laughs) Hate. Hate shopping as we sit there and try and like finagle yeah. every last dime out of the, but, <laughs> the merchant. But but fighting every episode or like doing a lot of fights over and over can also be like mentally yeah. exhausting. Oh god. So yeah. I I enjoy that balance of yes we do a lot of role play but we also balance it out with enough fights right. to where everyone's happy but we're not just like. Oh, guys, I need a long rest. Yeah. <laughs> I need to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, our game normally runs till about 12. Yeah. And, you, of course, you have that post-D&D yep. where you're just jacked. Yes, and you want to talk about all the things that happened. Yeah. And our Star Wars, I've talked about those on a couple episodes already, but we have a Star Wars RPG game. Okay. Play, um, run by Patrick Logan. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, man, if you think he's great as boss... Everyone's going to get so sick of me saying this, but I can't sing his praises enough. If you think he's great as boss on D4, uh-huh. holy shit, is he a great storyteller, a world builder. Like, the uh, the amount of stuff he has really? and the depth he's written wow. for us. Because we're in code. And he brings his own guns. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, and he's just, it's, it's so good. Like, Devin is, Devin's our note taker. Oh, yeah. for, and he just has pages of just like this is happening. This my is happening. my wife is the note taker. I yeah. I am like I I yeah. yeah. I, I've got a good memory for things generally. But I don't yeah. I Except don't like I writing stuff down because if I write stuff down, I'm not listening and paying attention. Right. So Same. I prefer someone else note take. Yeah. Um. My wife works in the dental field. Hi, honey. I love you. <laughs> she better uh, be listening to this yeah. episode. Oh yeah, she'll be totally be listening to this. <laughs> but um. Yeah, she yeah she works in Delfield, so you know mm-hmm. notes. Yeah, she's like all the notes. Yeah, yep. She's like she's like a court stenographer, which means I can never get away with anything. So she has receipts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Um. But we play in the Kotor era, so like the, okay. it's just it's this whole oh, wide nice. world of just stuff we get to do, and the level of immersion is just so satisfying as a creative because we play we typically play like seven eight hours minimum and because we don't get to we don't get to play we're lucky if we get to play once a month right and so cram it in there we do we try we try to cram but everyone is so dedicated to their characters and to the world because we're all star wars nerds right and even though yeah hi (laughs) yep (laughs) hey it'd be Um, weird i take my shirt off to show you my tattoo but yeah i've got the imperial insignia on my nice so i'm looking around to see i don't think any of my star wars stuff is in this room yeah there's all this like dc stuff where's marvel oh um well scarlet (laughs) witch is right behind you but she's kind of fallen over i just lost like all my dc fan you know (laughs) (laughs) customer base (laughs) No, uh, uh, I love DC and Marvel. I am DC, I am Batgirl, Marvel, I am Scarlet Witch. Nice. Those are my two girls. Right. So, but... Your cosplay is awesome, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thanks. 
I like, cosplay is one of the things that I really wanted to get into, but much like you should. What, well, no, I shouldn't. Why? My bank account would not oh. not like me because if I did, I'd have to be at like the you know, I I couldn't just like kind of dress up. I'd have to go full tilt. Yeah. And um, that was me. Woodworking is pretty much you know enough yeah, right I, now. <laughs> I didn't start cosplaying until I started dating Dustin. It was always something I was interested in, right. but I was just like, I don't really know how uh-huh. to do it. And I went to a convention one time, right? Years and years and years ago, and I was like, oh, like I hear people do this, and it. <laughs> Co- like I hear about this thing called cosplay, and they dress up and stuff. And I go, I kind of want to do that. And I go, but I don't want to be the only one. <laughs> and oh god, was I totally yeah. wrong on that? Because I was one of the few not dressed up, yeah. and I was just like, oh. Yeah, me and my wife uh, during Dragon Con and the Georgia Renaissance Festival sell corsets. Oh, uh, really? Yep, cast a diva corsets, much like um, my stuff, all handmade. They're gorgeous. I will. Uh, you need to come to, by because they're yeah. amazing. So wait, so do y'all have a booth at the Renaissance Festival? Indeed, two. <gasps> really? Two booths. <gasps> been there forever. What? Do you ever go to the Georgia Renaissance Festival? Yeah, we've been the past two years. Do you oh. know where the Tortuga Twins are? Yes. The big red and black building? Uh-huh. Cassidy and Corsets. <gasps> Just look for me okay. in a big rainbow uh, corset. Got I'm it. I'm hard to miss. Okay. I will... Definitely have to, yeah, we'll definitely And you'll have to that. bring Dustin and we can tie you both up. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, last year for the, uh, I dressed super casual, but I, I have this tank top. It's a normal tank top. But it says, uh, Themyscira Equestrian Team. Mm. And so I wore that and uh, Dustin's daughter had like the really like, cheap playset version of Wonder Woman's like crown mm-hmm. the movie version with the armband and stuff and it has like mm. velcro to like tie right. it so I was like you know what I'm just gonna go as like a super chill casual Amazon right and so I went and uh, I had a skirt and boots and stuff but I was just like yep yeah, this is my subtle like Amazon <laughs> yeah last year we dressed up my 10 year old uh, my wife got him into kind of like an Aladdin you know, mm-hmm. baggy pants and a vest, and now he wants to go as some kind of, like, steampunk edgelord anime character. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Piper just discovered My Hero Academia. Okay. And has already listed three cosplays that she wants to do from Oh, it. my kid's so obsessed with anime. Um, she joined the anime club at school. Yeah. Which is hilarious because Dustin started the anime club at his school, and so now he's like, yes, my little anime baby. <laughs> nice. See, and like, so, I, I'm at the age, you know, uh, at the age of 35, living in Nebraska, you know, it was right before the cusp of anime kind of got, yeah. like, I remember I bought a copy of Vampire Hunter D. Okay. Like, at some store in the mall, and I ended up paying like $30, which would, in the 90s. Was a lot. Which was a lot of money. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, like, that was, like, all I could find. Yeah. Like, we used to come to, you know, visit my uh, mom's side in Texas, mm-hmm. and they had Blockbuster. Yeah. And they had anime. So I got to watch, oh. like, you know, Guyver and Ninja Scroll. Yeah. You know, like, the only thing we, the only anime I could get was, like, sci-fi at midnight. Oh, yeah. And they had, like, the same five movies. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Just on repeat. Yeah. Every week. It was, like, just the same thing. Oh, man. So I never got, like, super into anime, but there are some animes that I like. Yeah. 
I, I, I was never into anime. Like I'm aware of it, and I've watched some, like uh. Sailor Moon, and you know stuff like that. Um, but that's just it was never. My kid loves Sailor Moon. So does my uh, wife. Uh, that was never my wheelhouse. Yeah, no, mine was more. Uh, I was really big into. Okay, so. Uh, I was homeschooled, uh-huh. so I had a lot, and I was the only nerdy kid in a town of like 4,000 people, so I had a okay. lot of time to myself. Yeah. Um, like, okay, as far as like D&D goes, I've only been playing about maybe two years. Like, Same! Actually, yeah. But I've been into D&D yeah. since, you know, back in the you what know, was 90s. Your, what was your first intro into D&D? Was it the TV? Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate, the video yep. game? I, to this day, favorite game amazing the the greatest rpg ever to be created and i can't wait for baller's gate 3 yes uh, oh god been waiting and so they long. just re-released one and two yes for the PlayStation, not, playstation xbox, and I think the xbox. is it on the switch too i think it's on the switch okay. too um, i don't have the switch i got a playstation but I, yeah we yeah. got a we got a playstation and a switch yeah Long, long has you know it been since you had like five cd-roms to play one game yep yeah. Ah, those good old days. Yeah, right. So. When you had one gigabyte of, you know, hard drive space on your yep. computer. Yeah. <laughs> but, so. Uh, so, you know, I was, I've always kind of been into fantasy. You know, I read a lot of the D&D books. But okay. Obviously, I never knew anybody, you know, that right. played. So, you know, then you grow up and, you know, real life and mm-hmm. adult stuff. And, you know, I still read the books and mm-hmm. you're like, I... I knew all the characters. I knew yeah. all the monsters. You yeah. know, I loved D and D as like just from a lore perspective, mm-hmm. and you know, just kind of you know filled off into the way. And I was looking for something to watch while I was at work because I had that much time, and like something popped up um, for Critical Role. Yeah. Yeah, and the next thing I know, I've watched the entire first campaign in like three months. Wow, that's a lot that's of critical role to get. Most through. of it at my job, which tells you just how boring that day job was. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of critical role. Yeah. Just, oh yeah, five hundred some odd hours. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, oh man, did you catch the last episode? I have no. We're like I will. We're like ten episodes behind. Oh but, my. Again, I'm one. Laura to... Bailey is the beast. Yes. Um, the beast. I, so I saw everyone's reactions on Twitter, oh. I, like Ginny, Ginny D's reaction. I watched it last night, like, and I was just like, I know. My one of my favorite things was I've gotten to go last year. I got to go to two live shows oh, for them. Wow. Oh, yeah, because of my now old job. But right. um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I enjoy Critical Role. Live, better, really? I think. See, oh yeah, I'm sure the me, I'm sure the energy in that room. Oh, it's like going to the, you know back back when like going to the movies was fun for me, and I would go mm-hmm. to like you know the Lord of the Rings premieres. Yeah, you know, there's nothing that beats that energy. Yes, yeah, you know, everyone's just like or like or you can feel it. Or like recently going like first night to like the Marvel movies or like You're Star right. Wars, like going to Endgame yeah. first night. Before it can be spoiled for you, and right. it's like Thursday night, so all of it's only all the hardcore. Yeah, movies. exactly. The people and, that actually, uh, re- yeah. And I'm sure you've seen that video on Facebook of the when Captain America 
starts to pick up Thor's hammer and yeah. it like starts Oh, him. I can But uh, there's yeah. the, like the crowd cheering in the background yeah. and like it makes me cry and it gives me chills every yeah. time I watch it cuz we were there on that night. That's crazy. And it's uh, That was such a good Oh. It was so good. It, like all my fanboy like dreams. They that's fulfilled. how you do fan service. Yes. And you don't do it just to do it. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it was, like you know, it, very satisfying. Yeah, my you know my socialist heart has issues with with the the big mouse, but what they do with Marvel, I can't. It I, it fulfills all my childhood dreams. I have yet to complain. Yeah. Oh god, and their casting is so good. Oh, like, it's, it's so impeccable. on point. Ooh, did you see? Since this is super recent, um, did you see the 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 trailer? WandaVision and yes. all that, yeah. I am so pumped for WandaVision because I am so ready to just see her lose her mind. Yeah. And go, like, full house of them. I, I'm I'm really, in, well, because, like, uh, I'm, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> well, and I'm, they seem to be, like, you know, I'm really interested to see because I think she has something, they're kind of alluding to that she might have something to do with bringing in, like, the X-Men and mutants and everything into it. It wouldn't surprise me. And which I am down for because I, I hate, I hate the Fox ones so much. And, like, yes. X, like growing up, X-Men was my thing. Right. And I feel like... But then as you yeah. rewatch it, as an adult, you're just like, oh. Oh, okay. See, like, I have yet... As far as I'm concerned, I have yet to see an actual X-Men movie. Yeah. So, like, I cannot um, I just wait. rewatched uh because we have Disney+, Plus. I just rewatched Wolverine and the X-Men. The, I, I heard you talking oh, about that. It's so good. Like I, Saturday mornings, X Men. Yes, that, that was and like, X Men Evolution, and even the old X Men animated series. Oh, it was it's so good so for good. like in the nineties, like yeah. Fox in the morning, you know, Saturday morning yes. cartoons. Um, and I'm so sad that Wolverine and the X Men only got one season. Yeah, I heard. I haven't. So I watched good. some of the episodes, but I haven't like watched all of it. But I heard it was really good. It was, um, like I said, it was like Days of Future Past, and the right. Gifted had a animated baby. Oh wow! It's I might have to because I have so I have Disney Plus too because yeah yeah any of that any right. of those old Fox and but see that's the thing is Fox was the one producing yeah. those and it's yeah. ironic that the live actions did yeah. not translate no. when, when they got the the animated stuff so right yeah but it was it, all yeah um, I was actually explaining to my ten year old like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. And that, you know, because he, not, yeah, he's 10, you know, he grew up with streaming and I was like, you yeah. know, no, you'd, you'd watch one episode and you'd have to watch it at this specific time in the morning or you missed it. Or you, you watch, know, or watch, it would be like the same, like 10 episodes just on yeah. repeat. Yeah. <laughs> if you got like a marathon, like that one Saturday, yeah. you know, it was like X we used day. to, we used to re like record, Hey, for all of you. The, uh, all of you who remember this, when you could like back stick in the a, old days. back in the old days, uh, <laughs> you could stick a VHS in your TV and record it. Right. Um, and so you half of our half of our like recordings were all <laughs> for television. Or you would go to Blockbuster and get a movie yep. and then copy it over to a blank VHS. Right. All of our Disney movies, there's like four of them on one VHS, mm -hmm. and <laughs> like oh, yeah. that's technically illegal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone did it. Everyone did Everyone it. Everyone did it. So, but that was the thing that you did. Yeah. I explained so, this to him and he was just like, that's horrible. Oh my yeah. God. I don't yeah. even want to like, oh, my sweet summer child. Right. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm, I kind of miss those, those simpler days, you know? Yeah. 
because it was just... And the thing is, you know, our parents said the exact, said the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah. You know. But, but there are also aspects of nowadays that it's just like, like, how it's... did we function without our cell phones? Oh, I know, right? I remember, like I remember being so adamantly anti-cell phone back in the Nokia days, you know, mm -hmm. and now like, especially, you know, when you own your own business doing what I do, um, you have to, you, I have to, like, yeah. I, you know, my, my wife was like, you're on Twitter a lot. I'm like, I have to, mm -hmm. like, I have to be like, I have to, you yeah. know, you have to engage with the community. You have to, like, know? that's just how it is these days. Yeah. Because there's so much out there that you have so, to find uh, your own way to break through. Yes. Um, and just hope, like, lightning hits. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but there are times where I'll be, like, on my phone and I'll, like, set it down. But then I, like, less than five minutes, I'm literally like, did someone call? Did, someone, did I get a yeah. text? And I'm like, that, that little... I shouldn't feel like this. <laughs> I, have, I didn't get a cell phone until... I was eight until I turned 18, right. which was 2010. Yeah. So, like, that was my senior year of high school. Uh, I grew up in that in that age of there wasn't that. And then, like, I remember my grandmother would had, had like, a big clunk of car phone. Yeah. And then... My aunt had the bag phone. My, my parents had the Nokia. They had the flip phone. Like, right. I've seen the evolution. My dad had used to have a beeper. Um, and so I've seen that evolution. And, like... I, my parents were very adamant. They were, yeah. you are not getting a cell phone. Yeah. Uh, when I started driving, I was allowed to carry my mom's cell phone, mm -hmm. but I was not allowed to have one on my own. And so then when I turned 18, I was able to get my own cell phone. And so like, no, Piper is just like, oh, I want a phone. I'm like, you're 11. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. You're, but at the same time, I'm like, but I want you to have one. <laughs> I shouldn't want you to have one, because I didn't like that, but that was the thing. Right. You'll be fine. Back in I my day, we had no, you know. I didn't get one. Like, you can hold out till at least you start driving. Right. Like, and, <laughs> but. And just, isn't it funny how, like, age. back in the day, we used to talk on the phone with our friends all the time. All the time. And now, like, you call, somebody calls you, and you're like. What? What is. What do you want? What is wrong with you? Text me like a decent human being. Right. <laughs> Well, my, my dad's still like that, though. He's, he's like, he goes, the time it takes me to type out this text message, I could have already called you, and we could have already had this conversation, plus, like, three others. Yeah. So, I'm just going to call you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I mean, no, I, I hate talking fine. on the phone so much. It's just to like, other oh. people. Yeah, yeah, like, other. Yeah. Yeah. I hate calling other, like, as if it's you not. You feel weird, so like you're intruding. Yeah. <laughs> But but it's also like if I if I have to call like one of my parents or Dustin or somebody, um, and they don't answer, right. I'm like, what could you possibly be yeah, doing? Right. Why do you have a cell phone? Yeah, because I'll call like my parents. They still have like a land not a not a landline, but they have a house phone. Right. Um, and then they have they each have a cell phone, and I'm like, if you don't answer any of the three phones that you have, what are you even doing? Yeah, right. My mom will be like, I was outside with the dog and the cat, and I'm like, you don't take your cell phone with you? <laughs> like, like a if, normal person? What if I died? Like, you would never know. <laughs> That'd be weird, really weird if you're dead and calling them. Yeah, but you know, but it could be, it could be an emergency, and right. you didn't answer. Yeah, right. So. But that, yeah, that's the day and age. Yeah, indeed. Such is technology. Yep. 
Hey guys, I'm so excited to introduce our new sponsor this week, Geek Grind Coffee. Geek Grind Coffee is run by an amazing Colombian-American family with their own coffee farms down in the Colombian mountains. They grow, harvest, and package their coffee in Colombia before sending it to the States, which gives their coffee a fresher taste. They have reaching coffee shops, game stores, conventions, and even some college campuses. They have a hard focus on child education and have put women in the forefront of their business in every aspect. Their current adventure series features the best of the D&D world and is available in bags or even K-cups. Head over to geekgrindcoffee.com to grab your bag of coffee today. This episode is sponsored by Found Familiar. Found Familiar is a company that not only brings you amazing coffee, but believes in supporting creators. They team up with different artists and cosplayers from around the world to bring you specialty-grade coffee that celebrates the creativity sparked by Dungeons & Dragons and other TTRPGs. Found Familiar aims to do more than just provide caffeine for your groggy mornings and late-night sessions. They believe in using their platform to recognize the people that share the same passions. People that create stories, create characters, and create art. They showcase fantasy artwork and photos on their coffee, and that's why you'll never see those pieces anywhere without credit to the creators. They just released some new copies on their website, so make sure you go check it out. You can head over to foundfamiliar.com and use Nerdspresso, N-E-R-D-S-P-R-E-S-S-O, for 10% off your coffee order today. back a little bit because we got man we got off on a tangent yeah about, right <laughs> about stuff oh, oh tra- yeah yeah Th- this isn't my modus operandi so like yeah so so how did you when you got into the woodworking stuff yes. was it kind of a natural progression into well obviously i'm just gonna make D stuff um or did that how did that turn into the thing that you decided to do? Originally, I had decided that, you know, I just wanted to do, you know, Mm -hmm. woodworking. Yeah. And, um, and that's about around the same time I started getting into, like, Mm D&D and, um, um, you know, I, uh, then when my mom passed, I had, you know, I'd been watching all this, you know, D&D stuff, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to play. You yeah, know, hell or high water. So yeah, like I had literally, I'd read all the books because I had plenty of time to do it. See, you're the opposite of me. Oh, I was, yeah. I was. Oh like, no, I. Would. I knew about it, but and then when we started, Dustin and I started dating. He was like, "Yeah, I play D and D, and I larp, and I do all this stuff." And I was like, "I want to larp." You're you're way more hardcore of a nerd than me. <laughs> I just like like Marvel and DC and comic books and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I and he was like, "Come play D and D," and I was like, "I hate, I hate learning how to play new games. Mm. Like there, I don't, I don't not like knowing how to play. Like right. I want to go into it already knowing how to play. Yeah, and you can't do that with. And I can't do that. You so, so yeah. He would he would play and he had a Tuesday night game where you know he went over to his cousin's house and they would all go to the basement and they would play D and D. It was guys' night and I'm like, that's cool. That is your thing. I promise I will not right. encroach or whatever. Mm. That's your thing. And um, 
been he like the the first Christmas or whatever uh he was like I'm gonna teach my kids how to play right so you're gonna learn how to play because if they know can know how to play so can you I was just like but okay (laughs) and I was terrified of it because he was so good at it, and then he hosted the Star Wars game before I even got involved. Right. And they were all so into it, and they just knew what they were doing, and I was like, this is so intimidating. Right. I, no, I'm not even gonna, nope. It's gonna be like, hi, I'm Dustin's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I was forced to learn how to play, and <laughs> here we are. I started yeah. out, um, basically a... And I still run it. We don't play as often, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, with just my wife and my son, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I DM. Um, and then we brought in our roommate and her 10-year-old. So now I've got two little Leroy Jenkins edgelords Love. to corral. Um, That's who, so cute. Oh, man. Little but, boys. Just, uh. <laughs> see, that, Dustin was actually talking about this because he has he has a boy and a girl. Uh-huh. And so Piper, she really gets into like the story aspect and everything. And right. he ran a My Little Pony game mm-hmm. for us. And uh, she was into it. Right. She was just like, oh, what? Like, this is the like the theme that we're learning about and blah, blah, blah. And right. she got really into it. That's cool. Uh, whereas Wyatt, Wyatt really just likes to hit things most of the time. Yeah. Um, and doesn't really care so much about the story. And he ha- he struggles so hard mm. with focusing during the story aspects. Yeah. But then whenever, like, the next session comes up and... He's like, yeah, I just want to do a fight. Then Dustin's like, he asks me about the last session and all the stuff that, like, they did. Mm-hmm. And, at, like, he asks all these questions. And it's like, he retains the information. Yeah. But when he's at the table actually doing it, he cannot focus. Yeah. And he is a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah. My my son is literally a miniature me on steroids. So, like... He, he very much is, like, the epitome of Leroy Jenkins. Oh, my gosh. So, um, yeah, he... And, and the thing is, like, he's so creative. And he's very... Awesome. Like, he will come up with things, but it's, like, literally, like, the last thing you really want to be oh. doing. But it's like, I want to do this inventive thing. It's like, you're a rogue. Just stab him. <laughs> I'm going to like, do this I thing. I appreciate you trying to be so creative. Yeah. But... Yeah. I hate to burst your bubble. Yeah, like, you know, it's literally like making the, uh, was it Ruth Goldberg machine oh, yeah. to put the ball in the hole. Yeah. it's like, just put the ball in the hole, buddy. Just, just, that's all you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> and why, why it'll be like, I want to jump in this hole. Yeah. But why? Why do you need to jump in this hole? You, I, I just want to jump in this hole. Yeah. Or right. I want to eat this guy's face. Yeah. Because he's a dragonborn. Oh, okay. And he's like, I just want to eat this guy's face. Like you do. <laughs> like you do. Yeah. It's like... And, and Dustin, Dustin's trying to be like, okay, you can, but, but if you do, you just ate a guy's face. Yeah. Bad things will happen. Right. Like, choices and consequences. Yeah. So, that's kind of how you have to yeah, steer them. With, yeah, you with, can. Yeah, with kids, you can't just, you can't do the full-on yes and. Yeah. You have to let them know that, you know, but, if you do this. Yeah. Yeah. We can be creative, but also know that this is like 
while we're in a store, there are consequences. There are consequences. Like, especially if you're around a big group of people and you eat a guy's face, you might get arrested. Yeah, right. (laughs) Because that's how life is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So, sure. It happened to that guy in Florida on bath salts. It can happen to you. Exactly. So, if that's really what you want to do, go for it. Right. But just know you could get in trouble by the police. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, you know, all that, yeah. yeah. I learned, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, back stuff. to <laughs> It's fine. No, oh yeah, trust me, uh, I, this is, yeah. this is how I operate. Yeah. Um, so, I, um, I so learned. role in D&D yeah, and stuff. D&D, you know, around the same time, mm-hmm. and I ended up, you know, we started playing, and I made my wife a dice ball, or a dice ball, mm-hmm. dice tray. Um... And I was like, you know what? I really like doing this. And of course, I'd heard of Wormwood by that yeah. point. Um, who has that? We love them. I do. Like, I love we, it. Yeah, yes. yeah. No. But yeah. also, when you can make your own stuff, it's like. Yeah. Um, you know. And everyone's like, oh, you know, you just compete. I, I get that a lot. Like, it's not a competition. We, like, I do not have that uh, mentality. Mm-hmm. Not that I could. Yeah. Because there's no way I, you know, hand tools, yeah. you can. Remotely I, keep up with that. I went into this with another guest um, about in the creative world why why does it yes. have to be a competition why can't everyone just do their thing and especially if people like people are bringing their own thing yes even if it yeah it's the same end result why if if it's all like a little bit different hmm. then why does it have to be a competition yeah like you're it's the same thing of going to the grocery store and there's 18 different brands of bread. Yeah. Like, why? Those those bread companies aren't yeah. competing. They're all here in the grocery store. Yeah. Everyone's bread is getting bought. Yeah. And that's what I really like about, like, this community and, like, even, like, just the straight woodworking community. Yeah. It's, it's very much the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are doing the same furniture, you know, doing their own style, but you don't see anyone trying to, you know, block the other. Right. Because, you know, I, I think our generation might be the final, finally the generation that realizes the whole dog-eat-dog world isn't working out. Yeah. You know? But, but that's the thing is, sure, Wormwood is out there doing their thing. They're successful. Right. We all love them. Yeah. But there's no reason why you can't have a Wormwood piece and one of your pieces. Yeah. Because they're two totally different styles. Yeah. And just the fact that you approach yours uh, from a different way of all your stuff is hand carved. Yeah, yeah, everything. Like that yeah. makes me want to buy one of your pieces just as much as it. Like at just as much right. as I want to buy a wormwood. And even if that means I have two dice trays, cool. I have two dice trays that I can show off at a table. Yeah, and I can let someone borrow one, and they that, that people ask questions. And why does it have to be a competition? Yeah, like uh, there's another uh, woodworker. Um... Small town or small town guy like me. Uh, well, he he pump, pumps out a lot of DM screens. Talon and Claw. Oh know? yeah, he's awesome. I've, I've looked at I've looked at some of their stuff on Etsy. Yeah. Um. Ironically, uh, I had planned to get a DM screen for Dustin and Devin from them uh-huh. for Christmas. Oh okay, But then yeah. I found out that you were making one for him, and I was like, okay, guess that Christmas. Idea out the window. Oh yeah, I talked to him a lot about making uh, the D four screen because you know yeah. he's used to it and you know he was like you're nuts. Like, <laughs> yeah, let me, like I told him, you know, showed him all my process of making it and what I was going to do. He's just like you're crazy, dude. Yeah, 
Because literally, like, they're, you know, like, all the Purple Heart framing was one solid block of Purple Heart that got... You carved out. Dimensioned completely by hand. Wow. All hand tools, hand planes, chisels, everything. It wow. was... I'm holding out my hands, weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, I as, as you can see you on this podcast... So, when we talk about wingspan when we go to the zoo... Yeah. Volinar just held out his hands... Yeah. Uh, almost the complete length of his yeah. wingspan. Yeah. And it, yeah, <laughs> that's it, how big the piece. Of- it's probably about. It was probably like five foot long, and I don't know, maybe like the thickness of the average thigh. Oh my god. And I cut that's all that by insane. hand. Insane. Yeah. You are, you are a little crazy. Yeah, but, just a little bit. But that's what what gives your stuff the flavor that it. That and it I has. love doing it. Like it's. And that's it, good. And that's your thing. Yeah. If it was everyone's thing, then... Then it, be like way less woodworking things out in the world. Yeah. Which not, given the depletion of wood, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, again, it's everyone has their own flavor, right. and that's what makes everyone's products unique and special. Yeah. And, like, so, and my stuff is not for everyone. It's a very specific type, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, me personally, I couldn't afford my trays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's 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 the story of you know the cobbler kid, cobbler's kid has no shoes. Yeah. If I didn't make them, I wouldn't be buying them. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. you know there are people they can afford it, and it's you know, a it's a very it's a very specific niche. I I am a niche within a niche. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but it's but to, man, to have one of your pieces. And is, and the thing is, you know, honestly, like. I want to get to the point where, like, I would love Volnar to be, like, you know, just, like, you know, a word, like, you know, a, like, you know, Nikes. Yeah. You know, to where, you know, oh, you've yeah. got Volnar. Yeah. But not to the point where I feel like I'm an assembly line. Exactly. Because that's not why I do this. Right. Like, you know, life is too short. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to do something I love. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, uh. and woodworking is, you know, I... You know, since my accident, I have anxiety. I have, you know, like a, a I, much more yeah. grip on, you know, yes. that life. You know, that's pretty much where <laughs> I lost, like, you know, the whole yeah. I'm invincible, you know, yeah, yep. kind of thing. So, like, woodworking is very, hand tool woodworking is very zen. Yeah. You know, I could pump out, that, you know, like a dozen dice trays a week. Wow, a, really? No, 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 oh, no. If I, okay. no, I oh, you God, were... no. No. I thought you were saying no. you could. No, <laughs> was no. Like, if I had pa- yeah, if I had power tools, I could probably do that. But you know, as of now, I do generally about two. Oh, okay. You know. that's still not that bad. No, no. For hand carving everything. Yeah. Yeah. From one solid block of wood. Yeah. 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 So. I mean, the DM screen. Um, honestly, I I always overestimate, and when I give uh, like estimations on time. Mm-hmm. I say it may be done. I never restrain myself. That, but from, that's good. You always even though give like more I pushed myself hardcore for this screen because they're like, can you have it done by the beginning of the month? I'm like, yeah, I get, maybe, maybe hard, maybe. Yeah, and it didn't take as long as I thought it would. It good. actually took less than a month. Okay, of actual work on it. Okay, I worked like every day on it, but yeah, um, but it's still just. That was a, it was a build. Yeah. Woo! Uh, and I will make sure that when, when this is, when this episode is out, like, the pictures of it are 
And we'll post we'll post the link to your website. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. Uh, I'm on all forms of social media. Yeah. So, but let, let's. I want to jump back a little bit further. Okay. What did Baby Bolinar think he wanted to be when he grew up? What did Baby Volnar want to be when he grew up? Um, I actually wanted to be a chef. And really? I almost yes. I I'm an amazing cook. Okay. Uh, yeah, I say that with. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm very modest. Um, but I hey, almost man, went, I feel like if you know you can cook, oh, that's yeah. definitely something to brag about. Yeah. So. Yeah, everyone like, appreciates. Good I food. was born like I was born in the wrong area of this country. <laughs> because like you know I I make amazing southern food. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like collard when collard greens entered my life like very like late in my That's life. That's very specific. Yeah. Southern oh. food to bring up. Yeah, just cuz I make amazing for collard. <laughs> a niche within a niche within a niche yeah. <laughs> is what what those collard greens are. Yeah. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I, originally I was going to go to culinary school and then I got a job and it was like one of my first real jobs in an actual honest to God, you know, kitchen. Yeah. And I realized I hated it. Oh. Just it, you have to love cooking with the ultimate passion to where you don't want any kind of external life. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically assembly work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you work years and years, eventually you'll become a chef, you know, executive chef, and you live there. Yeah. You know, yeah. nights, weekends, holidays. Yep. You know, and, yeah, I realized, like, really early on, that's, that life is not for me. Yeah. Yeah, I still love to cook, um, especially now that I'm the stay-at-home dad. Yeah. Like, I, I cook a lot so, more often. So are you, are, do you, do you like to, like, host a lot of, like, not parties, but get-togethers at the house and just cook for everybody. And- Honestly, like, we are, me and my wife are, like, peas in the pod. We are very hermity. You know, like, <laughs> a lot of our friends are very external. Yeah. You know, like, we are big home. I, I like, I'll spend my day, like, you know, doing woodworking and she'll do, like, crocheting. We are very much Aww. old. We are a very old couple. I love that. Yeah, we are very, we do a lot of, like, very... Homie. But it's good that y'all compliment each other like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've been together 15 years. Aww. Yeah. That's so cute. Long time. How did you guys meet? Um, we worked at the same gas station. All right. Yeah. Um, I I had left that job to work at a Walmart distribution center. Okay. Um, and then I ended up coming back because that job was horrible. Yeah. Um, and literally the first thing I ever told her, like, I walked in and she had taken my spot. And uh, the first thing I ever said to her was, you know you took my job, right? She had moved down there. From, like, she yeah. originally from around here. Um, okay. She had moved up there with her uh, her biological dad. Yeah. And we got to know each other. And next thing you know, we're moving in together. Oh. And then we got married. Oh. And uh, then we had an opportunity to move down here and... I had always wanted to leave, yeah. so I was like, Let, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get out of here. As soon as you can. Oh, sooner. Yeah. Yeah. The sooner, the better. And I haven't regretted it since. Good. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we we are very well suited. Oh. I am, I'm, incre- and the thing is, like, honestly, I would not be here doing this mm-hmm. or what I'm doing without my wife. Yeah. She is amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I know you were, you were you mentioned that. Yeah. When we were when we were talking about you coming on the podcast. Yeah. So. She, she yeah like, I mean first of all she's just amazing enough to deal <laughs> with all of my crap. Like I am a very peculiar cup of uh, cup of coffee. Yeah. And yeah like just that alone on top. Well, but of, that's the thing is as creative souls you very much are a very for lack of better terms like ADD ADHD yeah type of whirlwind yeah um and so you know if you if you fall in love with a creative soul you have to be prepared to whatever whim they're on yeah be ready to support it. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, like, seriously, like, it was just like, honey, I'm, I'm going to do hand tool woodworking and build D&D stuff. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, as long, as, as long as that makes you happy, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and, like, for the longest time, I thought I was crazy. Um, but, um, I mean, so far, things have been going pretty good. That's good. Um, you know, you got to hustle. Yeah. Um, but you you know, for a lot of doors, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough that a lot of doors are opening and I continue to be busy. Good. Um, so. about to start in on a, a very big pop project, uh, figurati- figuratively <laughs> and, uh, uh, dimensionally. Yes. So, um, so. that's going to keep me busy for a while. Good. But, uh, and I've got, you know, there's always irons in the fire. Yes. There's always wood that needs whittled. Do you do you hope to take Volinars around to conventions? I would Someday. like to. Um, the biggest thing about hand tool woodworking is like if I wanted enough inventory for something like that, it would take me. I'd have to like start at the beginning of the year, yeah, and just pump it out. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as things go right now, it's mostly honestly. I've been so busy with just word of mouth. Yeah, that's um, good though. Yeah. Just word which, of mouth is awesome. Which suits me because, you know, I, I have a very, you know, lax pace. Yeah. Or, you know, it requires that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if there's any, any, eventually what I'd like to do is if I get time to do, like, you know, stuff on, you know, the side or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not just di- dice trays and DM screens, you know, it's basically any kind of accessory that you're wanting, right. I can make it. Cool. Um, I'm actually making. What is the most random thing you've made? Uh, most random thing I've made, uh, not, honestly, a lot of the stuff that I've made before I started Volnars, um, I'm just now starting to branch out of that. Yeah. Uh, mostly just, like, my own tools. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can, that's one nice thing about, you know, woodworking, you know, most of the stuff you yeah. can just make. Yeah. Um, but I've got one, uh, I'm going to be making soon, uh, for a LARPer. Okay. Who, uh... Is wanting like a little deck that holds dominoes for uh, okay. aspect of his character. Cool. Um, I'm also making in the. Th- uh, I've got another project coming up for a very uh, elaborate dice storing apparatus. With like, uh, you know, like those little makeup cases where they fold out. You know, is with like. For, is this for Goblin Katie? No. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Spoilers. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Like, it, no. but that she, but she's such a dice goblin. 
that yeah. it, there that was not too much of a jump for me to guess that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably not the biggest, like, the biggest of secrets. But, as soon uh, as you were like, dice holding apparatus, that folds yeah. out. I was like... Well, the longer it takes, and honestly, the longer it takes, the bigger this thing's going to have to get to eventually. It's just like one big, like, rolling, you know, like, chest I mean, she already has, like, a suitcase. Yeah. With, like, the... the um, yeah, that's insane. The plastic things that have all the spaces in them. Um... Is what she carries all over her. But you know what? Honestly, I, yeah, I feel bad like someone like you know like enabling an addict because it benefits me. Yeah. <laughs> as long as she keeps her addiction, I get but to stay you know in business. What? But she, but we love Goblin Katie, and she has not put herself into debt buying dice. Yeah. So therefore, that, that's good. It's while it is, it's not a problem. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a problem. It could be a problem. But, uh, for those who don't know, Goblin Katie is a friend of ours who is part of the, guest, the cast of D4, and she has an obnoxious amount of dice. Oh my god. Like, I'm pretty sure she has more dice than Laura Bailey. Oh yeah. Um, by a long shot. Um, and she's only been collecting dice for a year. That's the crazy part! Like, she has hundreds of dice. Yeah. And, and speaking of... Katie, if you are listening to this, stop enabling my wife. <laughs> well, she's enabling your wife. Yes, all the dice. Oh no, is your is your wife now? My my wife is well. My wife's a click clack addict. Yeah, I think she likes the dice more than she actually likes playing D and D. So <laughs> that's a lot of people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so all right. Oh man, I feel like we've been chatting forever. Yeah. So I'm out of coffee. I need more. <laughs> so, but where can we find you? Uh, you can internet. You can find Volnar's Workshop on every form <laughs> of social media. Um, I Volnar, do have. Volnar needs to be a character now. When you go Volnar to conventions, Volnar is a character. Well, but when you yeah. go to conventions and the Renaissance Festival, oh. are you like Volnar, the character? Maybe. <laughs> you should be. I feel like that would just make it way more fun. Well, I mean, I you, it gives okay. me an excuse to do the Michael Caine voice. This is true. Yeah. I like your Michael Caine voice. Why, thank you. <laughs> so where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, there's a link to my website, which I don't have the address for because it's the free Wix. Because, yeah. you know, but uh, I you can hit me up on DMs. I'm always available. Or you can... Uh, get a or shoot me an email on my website for quotes on your hand tooled woodworking, woodworking tabletop <laughs> whatever kind of nerd craft you you know are looking for I can probably do it cool so and you're just at Volinar's workshop yes indeed yep V O L I N A R S workshop Volinar Volinar Volinar's workshop Volinar the all right. Weaver of Wangay, the Peddler of Paduke. Love it. So, all right. Well, I'll let you get back to the workshop. Indeed. So, and, but we'll also go get more coffee before I send yes, you back yes. to the workshop. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to sign off. And thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. So, this has been super fun. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening to Nerd Espresso. Your support means so much to us. Make sure you hit your like, follow, subscribe, and download buttons so that you're ready as soon as new episodes hit. 
You can also support us on Patreon and engage in giveaways, guest suggestions, early episode releases, and more. By taking a small moment to support us, you give us the ability to bring you a better podcast. We'll see you next week.